Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runke. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Profit Podcast. Oh boy, we have, well, we have Q&A, but the Q&A revolves at least to start around the biggest news really of the offseason or I don't know if this is offseason, the dead week. I thought it was going to be a dead week, but the Jonathan Taylor situation has come to a, a, a finale and it was pretty much the worst finale we could hope for. Uh, so JT Runky and I are going to break this down for you and today's Real uh, mission is to answer your questions. So we put out questions on uh, on Instagram. JT put it out on Twitter there as well. Basically say, hey, Q&A, mailbag type podcast. Where you, you're either drafted or you're about to draft. Last minute advice if you need some. And we got you. So JT, I'm going to I'm gonna start it off by asking you the question of Jonathan Taylor. Because someone said, what do I do with Jonathan Taylor? And I thought, well, that's a good question. I'd like to ask JT because I have no clue. So what are you doing if you already drafted J- uh, Jonathan Taylor? You're selling him for maybe nothing. <laughs> like that's, And that's the unfortunate part, right? That's where we are. Like you, it, it sounds weird, but like my offer to you still stands. Like I feel like <laughs> my, in our deep. listener league, in our listener league, I feel like my running back room is secure enough that if you want to, if you want to offload Jonathan Taylor for – for at least something in return, I will give you Tank Tank Bigsby. Who might, that might be a terrible trade for me, but like, yeah, I mean, anything that you can get, like, if you can get one of your league mates to buy in on some kind of narrative that Jonathan Taylor is going to come back this season after the pup, and they're going to figure something out, and you can get him for a low end, like, if you can trade him for a low end RB two or just some wide receiver depth or a, another tight end to maybe just help yourself trade again to make your packages better. Like there really is no reason to have Jonathan Taylor. Like I have only drafted in one league so far because this is why I usually wait as long as I can to do my drafts. Um, like it's just, it's just tough. Like, cause if like you, if you do one thing and draft Bijan and take him, uh, take him first overall and then come back in the second and take Jonathan Taylor, like and most people, I feel like a lot of people might in deeper leagues, like take Jonathan Taylor in the second. I I personally would just try to get as much as I can and sell him to somebody who's willing to buy. However, if you, like I said, if you haven't drafted yet, I'm interested to see how far Jonathan Taylor falls well, on board. Where do you take it? Sixth round? I mean, personally, I per- personally, he's not going to be on my like- team if I haven't drafted. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, and that's where I like maybe like starting around the eighth, yeah, the eighth round. I probably would consider taking oh Jonathan goodness. Taylor because at that point you're starting to get to flyers, right? Yeah, you're you're kind of get passing that point of these are proven guys to where like the eighth, ninth, tenth round. These are guys who you're looking for upside, but like JT doesn't have upside. He has the built-in floor, and so his upside is: is he going to play two games or is he going to play like? eight games after he comes back and if even if he does come back and that's where you're kind of like he's kind of in that boat with michael thomas i feel like right now yeah you're you're drafting him as purely a backup now if he somehow comes back and plays that's what's gonna be interesting is what happens when he does come back after those four games because if he gets any sort of little injury is he gonna play through it no if it doesn't look like they're a playoff caliber team is he gonna play no so really 
it's not just for games. The situation is so preca- precarious that even as a backup option, I I don't want it. I'm just I'm not touching the Jonathan Taylor situation if I haven't drafted yet. And I feel like yeah. we owe an apology to the 49ers <laughs> front office because everyone's been clowning them all week on Twitter, like, oh, they're so stupid for drafting Trey Lance, and then they had to trade him for just you know a fourth rounder. I feel like I am now that. <laughs> I have to... You're I, hoping that you can find a Brock Purdy diamond in the rough. I'm with begging your, with for Tate Bigsby right at now, this right? point, yes. <laughs> I mean, shoot, shoot, me a, shoot me an offer. We can talk, but... Yeah, like the best case scenario is like to like kind of look at your teams now. I feel is like, hey, um, like maybe he's going to get traded at the trade deadline or something, and he's going to go to a team who's competing and he's going to impact them there, which still very much could happen. Um, I don't think they're going to, if they keep their asking price at a first round pick. I don't think it's going to happen, but if they lower it to maybe like, I, I could see a team giving up a third round pick at no. the middle of the season for Jonathan Taylor. Especially if they're saying so like, a first and then you have to pay him all this money. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, but like a little bit different mid season, like yeah. y- you, you are getting him to be a rental doesn't mean, but like, I, I think that could be mutually beneficial for both sides, Jonathan Taylor and a, t- a contending team. Um, so that's like your best case scenario. So I, m- one of my majors is sales. I want to s- go into sales after college. And in every sales class I've har- had, we've had these kind <clears throat> of role plays where we have to sell a partner in class something. This selling Jonathan Taylor is going to be by far the hardest exercise I've ever done. And I might email my professors and be like, hey, scrap whatever role plays you have with computers. Make it Jonathan Taylor. Try to see if people can sell Jonathan Taylor <laughs> because you're going to have to appeal to like find that Colts fan and be like, well, jo- you know, look what he did for your team. You're going to have to find every angle you can to just get him the heck off your roster. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. Well, what was the next question? You said you had some from Twitter, if you want to shoot one. Yeah, I do. I do have some from Twitter. And of course, a lot of them were funny ha-has for the titans so thank you to everyone who did send me those you can we'll talk about the titans at a later date but i did have some interesting ones that did have to involve mr one mr tank bigsby okay. um this comes from at deming b ben i think he's also in our listener league so shout out to you uh, look forward to playing against you this season but he says who is more likely to end up a top 15 running back this year rookie ty j spears or rookie tank bigsby you want to go first? Yeah, I, I, or I've got my go answer. Um, I would go Tank Bigsby. Both are equally capable if the starters in front of them were injured. However, without an injury, Tank Bigsby has a larger role uh, uh, and a better path to being fantasy relevant, uh, somewhat like Jalen Warren, where he's going to be involved He's going to have this weekly floor. You can afford to roster him. Then if anything happens to ETN, bam, suddenly he's he's you know that diamond in the rough running back. Whereas uh, Spears, really, it's only if Henry goes out for the season will he, I think, have fantasy value. So that's, that's what I would lean with. And I would say, like, I'm with you. I think Tanks Bigsby is the correct one because I think he has more opportunity. However, like... Taiji Spears is not a terrible roster stash because I think maybe as you get into the middle of the season, like Taiji Spears this preseason has been explosive. Like he had the most rushing yards of the preseason, 
and he didn't even play like the entire time. Like he is an explosive lightning in a bottle player waiting to just break out on any given point. So I think like Tyje Spears could have some really good fantasy weeks where like maybe he's rushing like four times and he breaks two of them for like 20 plus yards and he ends up having like four rushes for 45 yards and then he gets involved in the passing game with a passing touchdown. Hey, you got a top 20 running back that week, but I don't think that's a guaranteed every week. So like pumping the brakes definitely fantasy wise on Tyje Spears. As a player though, I think he's going to be absolutely dynamic this season. And if you play best ball at all, I I like both of them as kind of later yes, round stash if the injury happens superstars without they'll have one or two or three weeks where it's you know quite a few points <laughs> yes i agree all right well i'll send over the next question that we got on instagram this was from eric langland and he asks what are some of the most underrated guys at their adp right now and this one adp it, it Back like when it's, I started, when I started doing this, there were so many like good players that were just so late. But now everyone has so much access to information. I have to crank out like fifteen videos every week saying here are the best <laughs> sleepers. So they become like they're, they're not sleepers anymore. But at wide receiver, if we're talking later rounds, uh, start like round seven, I think Mike Evans seven oh three on sleeper leagues, great value. I think that Deontay Johnson, 710 on sleeper leagues, great value. He should be a reliable option. And then I think Jahan Dotson, I don't want to beat a horse, a dead horse. He's going 806 on sleeper leagues. I think he's a great value too. And I know you like Dotson as well. I do like Dotson. A couple other names out there. Um, Deontay Johnson going around the eighth round. Like for a dude who set a like career high in targets last mm-hmm. season. Um, with an ascending Kenny Pickett, which all signs say that he is going to be a lot better. Their offensive line looks a lot better. Like, I think by the post hype of George Pickens, except on Deontay Johnson, like as everybody is going for George Pickens and wants to pick him because he's the sexy player who's making big plays in the preseason, like buy as much Deontay Johnson as you can, because like, there's no reason for me to think that George Pickens kind of usurps him as the wide receiver one here. And like, Deontay Johnson was a target machine last year and had the highest uh, target rate for that team in end zone targets. Like, and he just wasn't, wasn't unable to come down with any of them. And like, so if you get like half of those, you know, or touchdowns, if he gets four touchdowns last season, he's a top 15 option. So like, I'm really good with him at his ADP right now. Another guy who is going towards like the 11th or 12th round right now. And is just kind of a guy that's come up this week. Cortland Sutton, target him. Mm -hmm. Jerry Judy is probably going to be out for the first half of the season. Made a video about this. Like, I'm still buying a lot of Jerry Judy right now just because, like, like buy him at his dip right now and stash him on my roster when I can get him that low because he is going to fall. But, like, buy as much of Cortland Sutton right now as you can because – while Judy's out, he's the wide receiver one. There's not a lot of competition there in in Denver. Um, and we, yeah, like there's not a lot of competition there in Denver. And so like if he's really good, sell sell high on him at the trade deadline before Jerry Judy comes back and reap the rewards of that and let someone else deal with when Jerry Judy comes back. Um, so I like him there. So those are two guys, especially in the wide receiver. Oh, and then also Traylon Burks. We can talk about this real quick. Also going in the 10th round, Traylon Burks, he's back, baby. Like, he two weeks after two weeks after a a LCL injury, dude was making Air Jordan like plays yesterday. It's all with your own eyes. Camp. 
Um, I was there looking at him with my own two eyes, and he was, oh boy, oh boy, was he making some plays. Um, Not sure if he'll start week one. However, I'm pretty confident he will be back playing week two. I still standing by that even though DeAndre Hopkins is there, Traylon Burks is that X wide receiver one in the Tennessee Titans offense. He's going to get his target share. Um, and currently going in the 10th round, I think he's a steal. I will throw out one more name that I don't think we've ever actually talked about, but Khalil Herbert, okay. very mm. end of the ninth, 9-12 on sleeper. He will likely be the RB1 in Chicago, which will be a, probably a, a very fast-paced, run-heavy offense. And... I know that, you know, Johnson's there's there's some other people in that backfield. Fields is gonna take a lot of the volume on the ground, but a starting running back at the end of the ninth round, it's a good value. And he may be the only offensive player in that in that Chicago Bears offense that isn't affected by Justin Fields' horrific passing because yeah. he will be catching a lot of checkdowns. Like, of course, his his running opportunity probably gets slashed in half because of Justin Fields as the runner. But like, he's going to be uh, there in the run game when he's in space. He can really make a play. So like, yeah, like definitely, if you're going a super heavy zero like RB strategy and you just want to keep taking wide receivers. You can probably still get. You can probably take one running back in the first seven rounds, and then come get Khalil Herbert in the ninth, and that's your running back too, right? So, I like that one as well. Do you think I could possibly convince someone to give me Herbert for Taylor? <laughs> uh, where, how have we I mean, gotten to this it, point? It would, how you would, have, you would have to be the most. You'd have to be the most anti Justin Fields, which two I kind day, of two am. days like, ago I could have done it. Yeah, man, like it's tough. <laughs> it really is oh. tough. I can move on here to yeah. the to the next question here I got from Twitter. And this one's from at MKE underscore Miguel. He says, rookie draft for my dynasty league tomorrow. I have the second overall pick and assuming Bijan is off the board, I'll have Gibbs and JSN to choose from. League is very running back starved, so the short-term play is definitely Gibbs. But will I regret not taking JSN long-term? Do you have thoughts? No, I'd go Gibbs. I'd go Gibbs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I see. I'd go. I, I want to hear your any specific reasoning why. Uh, JSN is, is going to be great, but I don't think it'll be immediate. And DK Metcalf is not, you know, ancient. I think Lockett has one or two more seasons in him. I think that DK is going to be the alpha. But then a, a, a big other thing is this team wants to run the ball. They have two very good running backs. And then you also long-term their question marks with the quarterback position. I don't think Geno Smith is going to be there the next, you know, five years. Uh, maybe he, he might be, but I have a few more question marks there. Whereas Gibbs, I see him as being a staple of this team that they build around. I, I think that he will be the featured back for the years to come. And he has that PPR upside that players like Kamara have had in the past to have been great in dynasty. Yeah, I and I want to go JSN, but like totally forget that he has a hand injury um, and probably might be out the first couple of weeks. So like if you want immediate impact, like the only downside of Jameer Gibbs is like longevity. Like I think JSN will be around and more fantasy viable for a longer time, at least in Dynasty, than Jameer Gibbs will be. But like if you're looking currently to like, obviously if you have the second pick, you either are just like starting from scratch because your team wasn't very good yeah. last year or you traded to... Um, a bunch of picks to get there. And in either case, I think after hearing, I think I'm with you, like DK, like there's just less competition there, right? Like 
there there it's a crowded space in Seattle, even though it is a good offense. Like, and I think JSN is probably gonna have production this year. He's not gonna be that like wide receiver one. He's not gonna have like a Garrett Wilson yeah, offensive I, rookie of the year season. I, right? I, I don't like, see him ever so, being like, like a league Gibbs winner. Definitely. Yeah, and Jameer Gibbs could have that potential. So I think I'm with you. Um, probably, especially as you said, if it's a super scarce running back, definitely want to grab as many as you can because de- definitely let the wide receivers go and maybe get Gibbs. And then even in the second round of your rookie draft, take one of these like a Tanks Bigsby or a Sean Tucker or Ty J Spears or any or Deuce Vaughn, like any of those yeah. guys like in, in second round because it actually is a really good rookie running back class. It is. It is. All right, well, the next question, this is very much just this this or that, Saquon or Chubb. This is hard for me. I like both of them, and yeah. they're both being drafted right next to each other. Saquon Barkley, 111 on Sleeper Leagues, Nick Chubb, 112. Who are you taking? Gun to my head, I'm taking Nick Chubb, I think, mostly because, like, He's just been, uh, like a more known commodity, and what I mean by that is like he doesn't get he doesn't have an injury history. Like he is a he's the focal point of that team. Like Nick, Ch- what you're gonna get from Saquon Barkley in his receiving game is what you're gonna get from Nick Chubb in the run game. Like both of them have their kind of areas. Like, and I'm not doubting like Nick Chubb's ability to receive, but like so if, if you want if if you play in a PPR league, I see that like Saquon. Is may, you may have a good argument, but like I truly believe that there really is no competition this year for Nick Chubb, and then he's going to be a main focal point of that offense. And I, I think he does have a legitimate chance to be running back one this yep. season. So I, I think I'm leaning Chubb. I I would lean Chubb, but I would just say, at th- there's no wrong choice. Both are going to have fantastic yeah. seasons. If you and really my pick would depend a little bit on who I'm planning on getting in the second or who is there. If I go Chubb, then I'm going to try to get a higher upside PPR guy. And if I go Saquon, then I probably come back around and try to get a like stable runner. So without and you may be in a position but, like if you if you are in a 12 teamer like there's a very real bo- position that you could go you could go hero rb and just do hero double rb and go nick chubb and saquon and be set that's it's such a crazy like wide receiver that, draft. Do that this year like that's pretty crazy that like you can just stack like that so um yeah no wrong choice i think i'm leaning chubb though this season also he's just the safer pick i think yeah. um yeah, and then I have one final question here from Twitter okay. having to do um, with said uh, Denver offense because, of course, it is a it is a crowded mess. It is messy, um, but this is kind of a two in one. This is from at Jane at J Sanity on Twitter. I feel like there's a lot of value in the now unheralded Broncos offense. What are Denver's best mid late round targets? Also, better season: Chigakonkwo or Greg Dulcich. I'm just going to answer that right now. Chig Conquo all the way. Like definitely going to go with Chig, even though Greg Dolchich has more uh, opportunity. Chig is just an explosive play waiting to happen. You yeah. get that guy the ball. He's going to get plus yards after the catch. Um, and if you get him five receptions a game, there's a good chance he's going to have 60 yards and maybe a touchdown. So like definitely uh, a, a sleeper guy in the tight end. I also think Greg Dolchich is good, but I think Chig has the better season. Superstar potential. Yeah, is there any Denver guy in the later rounds? We talked obviously. We already talked, like touched on Cortland Sutton, but like in that running back room, or both anybody like backs. that that you like. Both running backs. Yeah, yeah. Good value. You think? Yeah, both of them. We, you had 
people were all in on uh, Javante Williams. The ACL tear yes. happens, and people are you know now out on him. But they're really out on him. Look, Brees Hall also tore the ACL. Then he gets um, Dalvin Cook. He's still going in the fourth round if you're drafting on sleeper. And Javante Williams is at the end of the seventh, at which point I'm fine taking my pick on Javante and potentially waiting six games before he's back to normal, even a little bit longer, especially there is also Samaje Pirine in the 11th round. I think both those guys are going to have really good portions of the season. I think Samaje is going to start the season as a startable running back. And I think that um, Javante Williams is going to end the, end the season as a very startable option. And there is also a chance that if this offense is good enough, both of them will be startable at some point. You can have one in a flex and one as your RB2. And they're both going late enough that... I, I am fine taking the pick. It's not like you're tying your whole running back team to this backfield. It's a seventh and a, uh, what did I say? A seventh round pick and an 11th round pick. I like both those guys. Yeah. I mean, there is a real possibility that Sean Payton turns this running back room into a Javante Williams is the Mark Andrews to uh, Samanje P. Ryan's Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm, like yeah, early yeah. Alvin Kamara. Like, Definitely that potential is there. And as they tried to make Russell Wilson a better quarterback again, like probably going to involve those two a lot. I I think I'm leaning P Ryan right now, just because I I question how truly healthy and ready Javante Williams is. Like, I feel like we could definitely have another cam Akers situation on our hands where we're not, not saying like he's bad, but like he doesn't get back fully healthy until like JK fantasy playoffs. Like, Like, you know, like, it, and that's just how it happens. Yeah. Like these dudes need time. Like you can't come back from that egregious of an ACL injury. Um, it takes time. Um, so like maybe we don't see him truly perform until like week nine or 10. But like when he comes back, Javante is going to be really good. And guys don't fall trap to the beat reporters and coaches saying, Oh, he looks a hundred percent. He's not. They, they, they <laughs> say it about every running back who tears the ACL. They're never 100%. Just remember, Michael Thomas was supposedly, at one point, 100% back to normal. It's it's coach yep. talk. Don't, don't fall for it. All right, the next question we've got. Who are we taking at number two? So we're going to assume Justin Jefferson has been drafted, unless you're playing a league with me, in which case Bijan goes number one. <laughs> but if, if Jefferson is off the board, there's a plethora of of fantastic picks. There's Jamar Chase. There's Cooper Cup. There's Christian McCaffrey. Who are you going with? I have my answer, but I, I want to hear yours. I think I'm going Jamar Chase. Like, I think he's primed to have his best potential at a wide receiver one season this season. Super interesting schedule. Um, when you look at it, like, very, very easier schedule for a first place team when it comes to wide receivers. Like he is going to feast on some um, mediocre secondaries this season. I, I like the the role that he's carved out. I really no longer am super worried about Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be just fine. The indications of cutting Trevor Simeon today really indicate to me that with only two quarterbacks on their team, that Joe Burrow is looking more and more ready to go. So, um, like it's just when you can get like those guys who 
have a such a safe floor most of the time, but can just absolutely go nuclear, like you you, you send it on those players and you don't think twice. And I I would go chase two. I said it in our wide receiver rankings. If there's one guy this season who I think could overtake Jefferson and be the wide receiver one overall, it would be Jamar Chase. He was better than Jefferson in college. He has a better quarterback, I would argue. A little more competition for the touches, but I love Jamar Chase. And with Christian McCaffrey, because he's, I think, the three, Mm -hmm. the reason he's not the two, I worry a little bit about that offense. I mean, I... I liked Brock Purdy, but I'm a little scared just being like, oh, Brock Purdy is seven games and then the horrible elbow injury. He's fine for the whole season. And now Trey Lance gone and it being Sam Darnold as the next man up. I don't really know if I like investing that second overall pick in a situation that could not like tank McCaffrey's value, but could make it frustrating. And with Chase, you're not going to be frustrated. Yeah, like I see that. It's just like hard for me to say that a quarterback is is not capable of just dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey and then him making the plays. Like if if nothing if nobody else in this offense works because of Brock Purdy not being good, I think Christian McCaffrey still works because you Brock Purdy doesn't have to do much to get the ball to Christian McCaffrey, right? Like and then he can just do what he does best. So like I still think he has absolute elite upside. Yeah. But like it, it is it, like I, I'm also like I've really just not worried about the Elijah Mitchell like even when like Elijah Mitchell took as many carries as he did like Christian McCaffrey was still putting he's he was putting up top ten like running back performances despite that like he is a do it all like he's also gonna he's just a fun player too like um like he's super fun um. You're going to get him throwing a touchdown pass, and, and you're going to get six points off that one week. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I, I like either one, picks. but either I, I'm, I'm going, um, I'm going just, or Jamar Chase. Is there a world where you would potentially think about Austin Eckler or Tyreek Hill at two? Honestly, I would never. No. Really? No, okay. I if I'm going wide receiver, it's gonna be Jefferson J- Jamar or Jamar Chase. Chase. What and about Cooper Cup? I I would probably go Cup before Hill. I worry a little bit about Tua and that offensive line. Um I mean I'm still still very high on Tyreek Hill, but I would probably go Cup and then I would probably draft some different running backs before Eckler. Including Bijan Robinson, um, I, I think Eckler has peaked. I think he gets a little bit worse. I think he'll have a great season, but I think a lot of the touchdowns are going to go through the air this year to Keenan Allen, Quinton Johnson, and Mike Williams. And I think that overall we'll see a pretty, not not like a massive, but a bit of a decrease for Eckler's production. Yeah, I I, I would agree too. I think I think your options are you're considering there Jamar Chase or Christian McCaffrey, and you go from there, or Jonathan Taylor. No. All right. <laughs> Next up, we got another kind of this player, or that player, and I, I'm curious what you think because I, I know my answer, but you like both of these guys a lot, and it's Miles Sanders or Cam Akers. Right off the bat, I'm going Cam Akers, higher upside. Sanders is gonna be good, but I, I just am all in on Akers. What? Where are you on those two? 
and I, I wish for the sake of the show, I could be more uh, divisive here with different opinions, but I agree with you just because like, and I'm not saying I don't like, like, I don't like Miles Sanders. It's just like Miles Sanders probably like he's going to get the volume, but it's not the volume to be a top five running back on, on a week to week basis. Like there's not the opportunity there, you know, especially with Bryce Young um, in that offense. Like he's going to get the, he's going to get the work, but it, it's not, it doesn't have the, the upside ability. Like he's a strong running back too, I think. It. And yeah. I think, I, I, and I think that where he's getting drafted right now is kind of at his like, ceiling a little bit like that but like cam Akers, i think is being drafted kind of at his floor because of the history and the concerns but like the dude, when the dude was healthy last season balled out um and i think like he won a lot of people leagues so like he, he definitely can go in this year and continue that i don't see why not um yeah, so i think i'm leaning i think i'm leaning cam Akers, especially since they're going like right next to each other like yeah. or very close Both together like sleeper so good values yeah, i think cam Akers, but yeah, you get Miles Sanders is going to be like, oh, wow, that was a good pick. He ended up, you know, being startable. Cam Akers is there's potential for, oh, I won. <laughs> yes, right. There you go. Like, like Miles Sanders is not going to win you a week, but Cam Akers definitely could. He did last have the year. same volume, same volume and go for 28 and be the guy that no. puts you over the top, you know? Up next, this is an interesting one. This one requires some actual deep thinking. Um, my answer <laughs> okay. right off the bat is no. <laughs> but you can, you I, you like AJ Brown more, so you might say yes. Would you stack AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts if it costs you a second and third round pick? Um. No, and here's why. And it's not that I don't like either player or like I don't like the players. It's because I'm saying probably with AJ Brown kind of price, like it depends what you're doing. Like if, if this is like a late, if you're like in a 12 teamer, right? And you have one of these late picks and that's what you're thinking. Or like, well, this would probably be coming back. So like you have an early pick, I think, right? Like or in the middle. You're, so there's a lot of like things that need to go right here, I think, for you to get both AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, but like I like if you're picking like if you want to stack, I, I think it's fine. I think it's a little risky because there also is I mean there is Devonta Smith and you're still getting the touchdown production from J Jalen Hurts when he throws to him, but like you're you're hoping that that connection between AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts continues to to improve. If I'm picking between those two players, I'm taking and I'm only and I, I'm only taking one of them. I'm taking Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts literally can be a quarterback and also an RB2 in the same week and, and get you points accordingly. Like, so it's better to have a player who can be two and one. And, and of course, AJ Brown is nice, but like why I'm saying no is because you can probably get like a CeeDee Lamb or an Amon Ra St. Brown around the same spot. And I think that's even like, if you can have Jalen Hurts and also a CeeDee Lamb or an Amon Ra, like, that is that is a lot better, I think, than the stack. Like it's just diversifying your assets. You're and tying. I think that's the better way to go. You're tying a lot of draft into one, really one player. If Brown gets yeah. hurt, Hurts goes down a lot. If Hurts go, you know, and and really, if I did a draft and I ended up at the end of the night looking at my roster, and I see both of them. I'm like, oh, that, that worked out. But given how many great players are going in that, as you said, Amon Ra, I'm not gonna 
tell myself I'm doing this. I'm not going to try to do that. When there's so many players that I love who are going to score prolific fantasy points, and I'm not risking having my whole season ruined by an injury to that Eagles offense. So I've got one more question for you. This is a softball question. I'm lobbing up. Hit this one out of the park. You know the answer by heart. Who's your favorite quarterback value pick that's not Anthony Richardson? Uh, Geno Smith. There we go. (laughs) Yes. Geno Smith all the way. Like, Geno Smith, like, could Geno Smith be another top seven quarterback this year? Maybe. (laughs) Like, he 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 has a good shot to be. Like, his offensive line got better. The run game is probably even better than it was last year. He's got a lot more weapons around him. Like, I I also am, like, very much buying the dip on DK Metcalf right now to take that a step further. I feel like DK Metcalf is actually getting slept on this season, and he's falling in drafts right now. So, like, I think he's a great value. You can get him at the end of the third, early fourth, like, where he, like, seems to be kind of trending where he's going. But, like, yeah, Geno Smith, yeah, like, great value. That whole team is falling ADP-wise. I just checked because I've been kind of out on Kenneth Walker. I'm like, Zach Charbonnet is great. Kenneth Walker was had his inefficiencies. I just checked it. He's in the 10th round if you're drafting Austin Bear. The 10th round. <laughs> yeah, I that's wild. Both Charbonnet and uh, – but especially – um, Kenneth Walker, great picks there at the end of your your draft. Uh, I mean, Kenneth Walker is the starting running back on a really great offense, and he showed that he can be a great fantasy option. And uh, I, I was a little out because of Jack Charmay, but man, in the tenth round, you don't find starting running backs who've already proven themselves. You don't find them. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, a little bit. Of, it's like it's like he's. Doing the same thing that, of course, it's different because he's not the only running back, but like having the same, like people are talking about him the same way as Damian Pierce last season, but not being, not drafting accordingly, you know? Yeah. Like definitely like this guy looks really good and is going to be featured a lot, but we're not going to put that much stock into him because there's that, because Ken Walker's there who also is injury prone. Like I I remember making those videos like don't draft Kenneth Walker. Like I'm out on him. He was going in like the sixth round. Um, so yeah. I don't know what happened. A lot of people, I guess, took my word for it. I don't think that was it. I'm not <laughs> sure what happened with Kenneth Walker. Of course, there's some injury, yeah. but gosh, he, he he was good. He wasn't bad. I, I say there yeah. were inefficiencies, but by and large, he showed the explosiveness too. So I, I was shocked by those ADPs. Um, and that really, we want to hammer home a point before you draft this weekend and that is once you get to the later rounds, really after you've drafted starters, it is completely okay to veer away from the ADP and draft players you believe in, players that you like. It's fine if you reach a round or two because as you get later and later, the ADP does not matter. Early on, it's basically rankings. It's basically having expert rankings built into your draft platform. But once you get really round six or seven, you can go draft whoever you want without feeling like, oh, I reached so early for that guy. Especially when you're drafting with other people who are, are very into fantasy football, you'll see they'll start reaching. And as soon as a few people reach or a few people fall in the draft, the ADP becomes almost worthless because you're going, well, I can't draft this guy because he technically isn't supposed to go for another three rounds. But all your friends are ignoring ADP and he's going to be gone. So do not chain yourself to average draft price. Use it as a tool, but know when to steer away from it. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, just find guys with upside. Find your guys because at the end of the day, it's all just you're 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 buying lottery tickets and hoping that they pay off. So like, they're I, like I'm not I'm never gonna knock someone for drafting someone or drafting a player just on a whim past like round ten. <laughs> like you do you if you believe in it, you you put you put the work in and it pays off for you. Good on you. If it doesn't, I mean we all try <laughs> like it's it, it, you're just taking uh just taking swings for the fence so I'm trying to think if there's any other last minute fantasy advice don't set like a queue of sleepers until after the first few rounds because heaven forbid your app crashes and you go on to auto draft it will take those queued up sleepers so don't add players to the queue until a little bit later or add them in <laughs> order so like add your justin jefferson to the queue and then james cook don't Put James Cook first player in the queue. If you lose internet, he's your first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just, just. A I agree. I agree. Tip and don't drink and draft. That's my well, other piece of advice. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Um, yeah. But see, like the thing is, like you said, like I would consider taking Bijan Robinson too, if only, it, it, only if I was drinking. And then I, I, I want to believe that you weren't drinking during our listener league, and then drafted him one. So yeah, I said I would take I, him two if I drank. I took him one. <laughs> I never oh, said okay. what I would I, do. I, oh, I, I got you. Yeah, I understand. yeah, yeah. I, I left a loophole there, a clause. <laughs> um, and really, I will be completely transparent. A big part of that was I knew that it would it would do really well on TikTok. And you sent me a TikTok the other day of someone like making I a did. meme of like when you draft Bijan, and it was a screenshot of the draft we did. So it really was, and that's the reason I was like I was like, this looks so familiar. Where do I know it? And I saw all the other <laughs> listeners, and I was like, oh my god, this is literally our draft. So it it, it really is for a little bit of content purposes. There, um, I do think he'll be fantastic. I think there's a good chance when all is said and done, he will perform as a first-round pick or top-five pick. Uh, do I advise you to go spend the 101 on Bijan? No. Do I advise you on trading up to the 101, giving up your third-round pick, and then also pairing him with Jonathan Taylor? Definitely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Really, Jonathan Taylor is the pick that's going to mess up that team, not Bijan. I agree. Um, but yeah, we'll see what I can... Come back Friday. We'll let you know what I have turned Jonathan Taylor into on Friday. I'm going to work work my charm. Um, send some... Try to get like Harrison Butker. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, honestly, in a two-kicker league... <laughs> Like I'm sure you could get Justin. I don't know if you could get Justin Tucker for for Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't like, know if I Harrison can Butker. handle Taylor for like Harrison Butker getting rejected though. That yeah. would I I might you know that that would just and to that point as we were talking I'm really glad like last when we did the draft that I didn't end up drafting Cade York because <laughs> Cade York got uh he got he got waived today he got cut so and someone also drafted a third kicker in Cade York to trade uh trade me Cade York for Tanks Bigsby that I uh, immediately shut down so I'm glad I did not do that try try to lobby to your commissioner to add an extra kicker um it makes things spicy it makes things spicy <laughs> um Especially if you don't tell other people that there are two kickers, they're going to be looking through their roster. And go, I like this team. Then they go, wait, I, I, and they're going to look. And the only kickers available are free agents. So it, it it adds a little bit of fun. I like it more than removing the kicker position altogether. But 
I don't know if you have yeah. any other last minute advice for people. That's all my wisdom for my twelve years of fantasy. Um, that's I don't have um, a lot of wisdom. That that's it. I, I I don't know. My only other advice is don't play in a thirty-two team league. And by that, I mean I saw on my TikTok feed one of the Walter Picks guys just like looking at their looking at the draft board, and I noticed that um, they drafted like two days ago. And like in a 32 team league, someone drafted Jonathan Taylor in the second round. And like, I, I don't know who, I don't know who that creator is, but I feel so bad. It's for done. Him. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing you can do. Wow. Yeah. It's tough. Wow. It's pretty tough. Unfortunate. At that point, you're like trying to trade him for like Will Fuller or something. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you join the chalkboard and request to be in the Vampire, the Grim Reaper League. We are doing that on Friday. So you have a, a couple more days, but time is ticking. And good luck with your drafts, everyone. We will see you next time.